Willkommen bei Muckefuck Berlin, ein Podcast für die Berliner Kreativszene. Hello everyone. Today I have William Wilson with me. Thank you for coming and agreeing to do this interview with me. Thank you for the invite. So, for anyone who doesn't know you yet, how would you describe your music? Oh my gosh. Well, I do different things. So, um, I say the music that's really my music is kind of a singer-songwriter, pop, rock. Um, All the good I, stuff. But I play in a rock band and I, as of the last couple of years, have a fairly silly country band. That's cool. Um, so one of them is called Veganosaurus Rex, or vegan. How how do you pronounce it? Well, it, it, in English we say Veganosaurus Rex. Okay. Auf Deutsch wir sagen Veganosaurus Rex. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a little bit more of a mouthful. So. I guess I just pronounce it in the Denglish way, yeah. which works. Well, and and we'll also just say V Rex a lot. Okay, that, that yeah, that's cool. Because it's a lot to get Veganosaurus Vegana. Veganosaurus. See, I can't even say it now. Yeah, Veganosaurus Rex. Veganosaurus Rex. But it, it, this sounds like a very Berlin name, you know, for a band. Like I think vegan and. Well, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, we came up with the name. Gosh, we've all we've almost been playing together for ten years. Oh, okay, um, that's amazing. Have you been playing in Berlin? Or? Yeah. Okay. We don't. We don't get much outside of Berlin, unfortunately. Um, now, just came up with the name and thought it sounded really ironic. We get asked all the time if we're vegans, <laughs> um, and none of us are. <laughs> But we say that our music is vegan music. Okay. We don't use any animal products in the production of our music. That's great. Have you ever, in, <laughs> in the other bands though, uh -huh. do you use animal products? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, not that I'm aware of. Because that would have been my next question, you know, mm -hmm. if you're vegans. But do you have lots of vegans as fans? Um, it's kind of weird. A lot of the people that, like, follow us on um, Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that are, are people from South America. Okay. And they uh, are, are all vegans. And I, <laughs> I don't know, you know... If, I don't know what it is that draws people from South America to want to follow us um, on social media, but but uh, we do. We did have one um, uh, a, 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 a sort of fan <laughs> um, from Weisensee, and uh, she was, was also a songwriter, musician, and um, uh, she she came to a video shoot that we were doing for our first music video. And uh, someone had brought, you know, food, you know, and drink and all that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, in the food were, you know, these, you know, Wiener Wurstchen, you know, from Lidl or whatever. No way. And, uh, and none of us did cross any of our minds. And she was like, you guys aren't vegans, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, good, no. Sorry. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> you could tell she was really, really uh, into it. Uh, okay. She got over it. But uh, but it kind of, it kind of, for, there's several times that using the name, uh, because we're not vegans, I almost feel like a little bad about it. Like, because, you know, uh, to a lot of people, their veganism is like very, very important, a real core yeah. of their identity or like, you know. 
I don't want to offend them. Yeah. You know? I don't. I don't have. I have, of course I have absolutely no issues with <laughs> vegans or at all. Of course, you know. But right. uh, and I'm not. You know, it's not making fun of them or anything like that either. Then and the other band is um, called Shotgun Willie and the Texas Pickers. Yes. Okay, so what about that name? I think oh. that's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so, um, the, my stage name William Wilson and. Um, um, yeah, the the name. Well, basically, I uh, several years ago, I just kind of uh, em embraced uh, my my heritage, being originally from Texas, and instead of trying to avoid uh, my roots, I decided to dive headlong into them, mm -hmm. um, which was actually quite a freeing thing for me, and um, uh, started writing country songs. And so I took my friend and your friend, uh, Solomon, who plays the violin, and we started listening to, you know, how, how to play country fiddle, and, and he picked it up pretty quick, and we started performing. And we just kind of went by the name William Wilson, William Wilson Country Band, though, to separate it from what I usually do under the name William Wilson. And, uh, you know, gathered, you know, some more, some more people, and, and it was fun, you know. Uh, and people seemed to like it, so we thought, let's keep doing it, and let's come up with a better name. And uh, that's where we came up with Shotgun Willie and the Texas Pickers. Um, it's a very country name. Like well, yeah, it, it, so yeah, several things about it. I mean, it took us a while to come up with it and settle on it, but, because um, we were try also at that point trying to figure out how, uh, how much of this are we a serious country band, are we a satirical country band, um, are we, you know, and, and how does that work? Um, the other thing uh, about the band is that um, I'm really the only constant in the band. Mm -hmm. uh, so it made sense to call it Shotgun Willie and the Texas Pickers. Uh, first of all, uh, Shotgun Willie is a song in an album by Willie Nelson oh, that see. came out the year I was born, I believe. And uh, um, my aunt, my dear sweet Aunt Carrie, when I was a little kid, used to sing it to me. Um, and it goes, uh, Shotgun Willie sits around in his underwear, you know, um, some sucking on a straw and pulling out all his hair or something like that, you know. Shotgun Willie's got all his family there. And uh, it's not Willie's best piece of writing, but uh, that just always stuck with me. Then my, my aunt used to always sing and call me Shotgun Willie. So that's where that comes from. So there's a, there's a Willie Nelson reference in it. Um, there's the Texas reference, and uh, we can use it no matter who is playing with me. So if we're all there, there's actually like nine of us. Wow. Uh, but all nine of us have never been on stage together. Most have been eight of us. Um, and, um, uh, and, and it was too much because <laughs> all the instruments were stepping on each other, so... So like last night, I played a gig uh, together with Salo uh, on the on the fiddle and Kelsey, Kelsey May, uh, uh, singing with me, and we performed uh, the, as the three of us as Shuck and Willie and the Texas Pickers. So awesome. about our next gig, which will be at Bar Boo in June, uh, I think there's going to be seven, six or seven of us up on the stage. So okay, that's much amazing. bigger, deeper sound. So. Yeah, and then there, you've got another project, right? A solo project? That we're well, in? me, mm -hmm. just my own music. I, I perform under the name William Wilson. And uh, just uh, last month released Volume 2, the second CD with eight 
six, no, seven songs mm-hmm. on it. And it's on Spotify and stuff too. They're more like folksy, or how would you describe them? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, not folksy, um, and not country at all. I mean, I, 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 at least I don't think so. Um, I told a guy in Texas one time that he should just give into it and start doing country music, and he was really offended by that. Um, <clears throat> well, he's not in Berlin, see, you know. Right. Well, no, because his voice, you know. And the okay. Way he, <laughs> man, you have a country voice, dude. You should just embrace it and go for it. He was totally offended because he thought he was a cool rocker. Um, but, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, oh, well, yeah, um, I mean, the, so it's a lot of the same songs that I do with, with V-Rex. Um, probably half of the songs are ones that we have, or some still, we still do play some of them. Um, and, uh, but the, the arrangements are eventually, I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the guitars are a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. It's, and I don't, I, I don't play with the, you know, distortion pedal on. <laughs> it's yeah. clean. It's it's cleaner sounding, um, and I use actually solo on the violin a lot, and can use other instruments, especially in the recording. Uh, there's, um, gosh, I have the banjo player played on a few tracks, and play play I play Rhodes on it some too. Um, but it's the the guitar sound I use is a is a chorus and delay, and reverb, and I have a piezo pickup in my. Telecaster, so it creates a a big sound. Um, yeah. So would you say it's kind of like a mixture of both of your bands in no. a way? It's, there's no, there's no Shotgun Willie okay. in it at all. Shotgun <laughs> Willie is just a totally separate thing. So. All right. <laughs> um. So you know you were uh, mentioning that uh, you know you're a songwriter as well. Um. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your songwriting process or like? I'd be interested. Uh-huh. Do you usually write lyrics first or melody, um, rhythm? I I I've, I've done and I do both. I have several different styles of of writing that I employ. Um, one of my favorites, and, and the way we write most of the V Rex songs, is to just get in a room, shut the door, turn up the amp really loud, and just start jamming, and record the whole thing, and then. You know, and, I, and I'll come up usually with a melody um, over whatever riff or lick or whatever we're playing or, you know, chord progression that we're playing. Um, a lot of times the bass player in the band, Debbie, will just start playing a, a, a cool bass line. Dun, 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 dun. You know, drums will come in, we'll just kind of improvise over that. And then I'll, you know, blurt out some melody with no text behind it. And then I'll... You know, take that and piece it together with different chunks. Oh, this this part could be a chorus, and this part is a, a verse. You know, and um, uh, you know, you see where the melodies are, and just kind of write stream of consciousness crap, uh, just that goes in there, and then I just kind of refine it over time. And and the songs like this, they don't necessarily have one solid meaning to them, but I'm using different pictures and the different words, so it's it's. Um, it's more like a Jackson Pollock as opposed to a Van Gogh, if that makes sense, you yeah. know? Uh, there, it's, a, it's just a, to use that art analogy. Um, so that's one way I write songs. Um, uh, the other, uh, other things, um, um, 
I mean, I, I sometimes really will sit down and have, uh, well, especially like country songs. Um, because with country songs, you're not creating anything new musically. Mm-hmm. You're just recycling the same chords and boom, 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 you know, at least with my country music. Um, so there's there's very little creative element that goes into what's going on musically. You, and very little is uh, m- melodically as well. The, the melodies are simple and basic. You're not doing anything, not trying to create anything new. But you just kind of throw in funny, absurd lyrics and, and being silly. So a lot of those songs I'll write down. I'll have like a hook that I want to use, um, that I want to be the, the song to be about. And, uh, you know, chart out, you know, how that line comes in maybe at the end of the of the of the verse and then I'll you know draw it all out with just silliness um um the interesting thing though is I you know I've been to two concerts of yours mm-hmm. and a couple of songs that really stood out mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. I mean you know what you just said about the silly silly uh-huh. songs uh-huh. I I definitely know what you mean uh-huh. but then there's also some songs that are deeply political oh yeah <laughs> that you know there's one of them um mm-hmm. called build that wall oh yeah I've heard and of that song. What's the story behind that? Um, well, you know, I, I think I started writing it before Donald Trump was elected. So we first started this thing in, we didn't have the name yet and didn't have any band pictures or anything, but in the summer of 2016. And so somewhere in there when he was running for president, I, I wrote it uh, because he's saying he's going to build a big wall on the southern U.S. border. And as someone who comes from Texas... That's just the mm-hmm. most absurd idea of all, I mean. And the motivation behind why he's saying it, I think, is even more sinister. Um, but you can't build a wall, you know, along the Rio Grande, you know, and, and he, the absurd way he talked about it. So um, I, I, uh, I'm also really, I'm a big fan of Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. And um, before the, he's, the show he's doing now, he did a show called The the Colbert Rapport, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where he played, he pretended to be a you know ultra conservative um, Fox News host, um, and would do it, you know, and just make make it worse, you know, and, and overdo it. So that's we kind of had that idea that we could do that with uh, Shotgun Willie. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I wrote the song and, and tried to make it as absurd as possible. But then I kind of kept looking at it and thinking, you know, the, the thing of what makes satire good is where it, it's pretty close to being real, you know? Yeah. And that if someone doesn't really pay attention too much, they might think that it, that it is real and mm-hmm. is not satirical. So um, so uh, we've had people comment on, on it, you know, great song, go Trump, make America great again. <laughs> you know, comment on on the video, um, which is kind of disturbing for some people uh, that they didn't get that we don't really think that, um, you know, but I think that's a mark of good, I think that's a mark of good satire, that it can go either way, so, but I'm certainly, I'm not an expert at it, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good shot. And did you see the music video? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, we, and... Uh, that was the idea behind the music video too. Um, that if you, so we made we shot the video in front of the East Side Gallery, which is the Berlin Wall in, here in Berlin. And that's the whole thing about you know, here in Berlin we know we know a thing or two about walls, mm-hmm. you know, 
So, um, uh, I made sure when we filmed it to make sure that we wrote East Side Gallery, you know, Berlin Wall, you know, um, so people would know what it is um, that we're that, that we're performing and we're singing it in front of. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all just to kind of uh, show how absurd the idea was, and so. It is a little unnerving, though, putting it out because I do have a lot of friends in the states that are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Don't have a whole lot of contact with them. Um, I, I pretty much have stopped following <laughs> uh, them on like Facebook. But I'm, I don't look at Facebook anymore anyway, really. But um, I, I really, really don't want to offend people like that, and I really don't want to get into big fight and argument and stuff like that about it. But uh, that's not me. But yeah. yeah. It's just getting getting your thoughts out there in the world. And, well, it, it just, yeah. You know, I wrote it as a joke, and, and uh, we had so much fun doing the song. Um, you know, uh, the guy that plays steel guitar, Marty, um, he uh, takes off his cowboy hats and, and puts on a Make America Great Again hat, you know. And that's what he's, you see him in the video doing that. He kind of plays the role of the Trump supporter in the video. Um, the thing is, you know, I think that works well in Berlin. But yeah. I think in America, people probably wouldn't get the irony of it. Would you agree? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I tried. Um, I tried when we made the video to um, do a uh, you know, sponsor promote thing and promote it in Austin, Texas, because I figured in Austin, Texas, people should get it as you get over. But they wouldn't let me do it because it they they tagged it instantly as a political thing, and wouldn't let me sponsor from Germany a political thing in the United States mm-hmm. which you know the, the the history of you know Russian Russian meddling in the election and all makes sense it's one of those things that they started doing as a result of that which you know but I am an American I ought to be able to post that but yeah. I haven't so I, I don't know uh, I, uh, my American friends who've, who've seen it and commented have really loved it um, um, and understood it uh, I don't know that I would want to go Played in Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might get I might get thrown out of town. Um, but there's another song that uh-huh. that I find goes even further. Oh, which one? <laughs> the Second Amendment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you Do you want to like oh, quote gosh. some of the lyrics or? Oh man, when I wrote that one, I was kind of I was like almost shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time. Um, because the, especially the, the, the second verse, um, but we're, in, we're infallible, we can do no wrong. It's a truth enshrined in a document so long that you probably never read it, but you died to defend every jot and every tittle that our founding fathers penned because you're the perfect interpreter of exactly what they meant as you sacrifice your children on the altar of the Second Amendment. Oh. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, several people have said it's just too, it's too much, William, it's too strong. It's too brutal, you know. Um, and yeah, it, yeah, it is. We don't play it all the time because it's it's a downer, you know. It's not a it's not a funny song, like the build the wall is really funny. Um, and there again, it's one of these songs that I know friends and relatives that you know would, uh, you know, shoot me <laughs> um, uh, if they. I see what you did there. <laughs> if they if they heard it. Um, they were forced to listen to it, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of them are huge gun enthusiasts. Um, 
but you know, I don't want to. I, I I don't want to offend them. I don't I don't want to, you know, um, get in a big argument. I don't want to get shot <laughs> um, when I visit the states. But um, yeah, uh, um, it really gets you thinking, though. And uh, well, I, I hope so. Yeah. I, my fear with it is that most you know Germans have no earthly idea what it's about. Um, so, uh, well, you kind of have to know what the Second Amendment is. Exactly, and, you know. But it's one of those songs of you know, it's not like you know, playing it, playing it over here is kind of like you're playing it to the to the wrong audience, you know. But but whatever, you know. Well, they're not going to shoot you anyway. Yeah. No, they're not. All right. Um. So, how did you, like, what made you come to Berlin in the first place? Because oh, you said that you're from Texas. Right. Um. Well, originally came through here um, on like kind of a little tour with with the band, and uh, would have been in nineteen ninety eight the first time I came. Were you even born then? I was five. Okay, and um, yeah, and it was the Berlin was very different from what it is now. Mm -hmm. It was this this crazy, uh, crazy place, and music and this energy everywhere, and. Um, Uh, it was cheap, <laughs> and um, uh, it just just had a, an incredible energy and, and you know music scene where you could get away with anything. It just felt like you could do anything. And w my my wife and I uh, really fell in love with it, and um, so we started looking for ways to um, you know relocate and move to Berlin. Um, And uh, so, one of the other places I do a lot of music is I actually do a lot of music in churches. Um, uh, grew up, of course, you know, in Texas in a very conservative, you know, evangelical Baptist, actually, uh, household. And um, so I first started doing music in churches. And I still do that in several churches here in Berlin as well. That's usually... Um, why I don't try to play too late on Saturday night because I'm usually have to be somewhere Sunday morning. Um, and um, so I was actually doing music at a church in Texas at the time. And uh, we started looking, as we started looking for opportunities, ways to relocate to Berlin, we found a uh, team that was going to go and work with young people in Marzahn and uh, Hellersdorf. And uh, they were looking for musicians. Uh, and so I... Me and my wife moved over, and then my drummer at the time um, decided to come too, and he was here for five years. And we lived for five years in Marzahn, um, and had a great time, did a lot of music, gave a lot of guitar lessons, and helped kids start bands, and started a gospel choir wow. for a while um, with a, a singer named Sarah Kaiser. And uh, in, in the five years, uh, we... We decided we wanted to stay in Berlin, but we didn't necessarily want to stay in Marzahn. Nothing against Marzahn, but uh, it, that was not the the Berlin that we had originally felt and fallen in love with. So we moved uh, into the city. Mm -hmm. And so, do you think that Berlin is still this place of of Does it still have these possibilities that you mm. saw when you were coming, or do you think it it has changed in that regard? No, I think it's 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 changed. Okay. Um, But that's, it's different things too. Also, the, the music scene has changed. You know, back then, um, 
there's a lot more loud, rowdy rock music. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of what you, you know, heard on, you know, when you turned on the radio. It was, what the, was on pop radio, too. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, so drums, bass, couple guitars, turn up really, really loud and be aggressive. And in your face, you know, shock value, um, was was uh, you know what what we were going for back in the day, and it seemed like there was a club on every corner where you could play. Mm-hmm. Well, those clubs aren't there anymore. So this week I played a gig with V Rex, and we had to play at the Junction Bar. Okay. Just because we don't have anyone doing booking for us right now, and it's just hard. You spend all your time in front of the computer writing these places, and they all want you to. Um, you know, guarantee a certain, you know, number of people are coming, and if not, you have to pay them money. And, That's um, tough. Wow. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, on a Wednesday night, the Junction Bar still works, you know, it's a, it's a smaller place. It's actually one of the first places I played when I first moved here. <laughs> um, but it's, it, uh, it, you just have to, you, it seems like you go on a big risk if you book a, a nice club somewhere you know you're you're risking several hundred you know euros and um mm-hmm. and then just the noticing it just doesn't seem like there's that much of a demand for, for what we do with the rock band anymore now there's two other scenes though that really have taken off one is uh the kind of you know you know djing and electronic music scene which i really have nothing to do with mm-hmm. um but you know there's there's you know always somebody at Rosenthalerplatz or at the Lot of that cafe bar that's there, or in the U-Bahn, with some little you know beat toy and, and you know rap and elements and, and you know stuff, and um, so that certainly seems to be a thriving musical scene. It's just not mine. Yeah. And the other is the singer songwriter scene. Um, I I I'm, I don't think other cities have the same thing where there's an open mic every night of the week. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anywhere else. Maybe, you know. I wouldn't know. I haven't been Yeah, I know. I haven't either. either. I've just been stuck here in Berlin. <laughs> I'm happily stuck here in Berlin. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so there's a you know, there's an open mic, open stage every night of the week. And I was at one last, not this week, but the week before, hmm. at Space Medusa. You ever been there? I haven't been there, but I heard a lot of yeah. things about it. You know, and good <laughs> yeah, it was, and and it, it, it's just amazing how many good acts, how many, how many good people there are uh, in the city. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, it it's cool because it's totally normal. You know, whether it's there or at Barbubu or Prachtberg or wherever, um, you'll have you know usually one person there who's totally nervous there for the first time, um, and you know, and then half of those are are really good, and half of those are you know. They're trying, you know, giving it their best. Um, but you don't have someone who's just spectacular get up there, and you have totally different styles, and and um, um, and and then that leads into playing gigs at different places. And I'm, I'm itching to go do the one at Barquette. I've not, I was going to do it this last week, but I ended up having to cancel. Um, but doing the Barquette open stage sounds like looks like a cool place. So that's amazing. Yeah. So like for. For more like smaller acts, like singer-songwriters, yeah, there is a thriving. Okay, scene. yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that's what we were talking about. There's a really thriving scene, and that is one of the reasons uh, that I think the whole Shotgun Willie thing 
mm-hmm. has taken off because we actually come out of that singer-songwriter scene. Yeah. There is also, parallel to that, a German country music scene, which is kind of like... A German country music scene. Yeah, wow. which is kind of like the Texas German music scene. Because <laughs> in Texas, there's a scene of German music, of people that, that do like... Like accordions and like where where Lederhosen and Dundel, like Bavarian, yeah, and and uh, um, and it's just weird uh, being over there and seeing these you know American people dressed up like Bavarians, you know, playing these you know some of the instruments are really strange too, you know, and and saying yes, yeah, German the German music scene, right? And when we tell them we're from Berlin, like, oh, I've never been to Berlin. <laughs> you know? uh, but it's kind of like that over here. These Germans dressed up in cowboy outfits, yeah. playing country music. Um, 